he yeah, takes so, the tickets away too because he's like clark go fishing with your dad man yeah you know <laughs> you know you know what i would give to like have a father who just wants to spend time with me <laughs> wait are, are we talking are we talking about the show or are we talking about ourselves uh uh it's multiple choice <laughs> multiple choice and there is an all of the above <laughs> exactly yeah <Folks>. yeah <laughs> take your bets Another episode of the Laser Comb Podcast, your favorite podcast where two 90s kids comb through classic TV shows with a fine-tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, NeoCal, and my co-host, The Siege, is with me. Hello, The Siege. I am. I'm here. Get used to it. I, I'll never get used to it. <laughs> this is like the 700th thing that we've recorded together. Still not used to it. <laughs> yeah. It's still it's still like the day we first met. Yeah, I, I don't even I've never met this man a day in my life. <laughs> and you're just over there being like, "Hey, uh, somebody save save me!" Someone save. <laughs> um, uh, and on that note, uh, you may have you may be aware that we are uh, reviewing a random episode of Smallville. Remember Smallville? Uh, I don't, because I never watched it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is uh, where we've moved on to our next uh, round, next month uh, theme, and uh, this month we're we're doing another. the The theme is Patreon once again. This is our second Patreon themed month of uh, Patreon sponsored shows. That's right, and, which uh, means it was handpicked yeah, by the, one of our patrons. The, the show was handpicked by one of our patrons. As always, the episode is still random. Uh, and this week we're starting off with uh, our patron, Jared. Shout out to him. Uh, his choice was Smallville. Ooh! And as always, Smallville. We, we put it through the, uh, the, the old random number generator and landed on uh, episode 17 overall, which was the 17th episode of season one. Before we get into that real quick, though, speaking of Jared, want to give him a big shout out because... Uh, he sent me something in. He sent me something in the mail. I'm oh, trying oh, to show it on we're video. We're trying, people. We're trying. <laughs> trying. Hold up. There, there we go. So, uh, audio listeners, uh, the siege is holding up a signed, yes, sign. Oh, to Christopher. Yeah. So signed what, autograph. What this is is this is a uh, personally autographed print by the uh, AEW Women's Champion. I think she's still Women's Champion. I don't know. I've been keeping up with AEW as of late. Um, but AEW Women's Champion, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. An actual practicing dentist. Believe Amazing. It or not. Can you and imagine also, having that as your, having her as your, your dentist? If I lived in whatever city uh, she lived in, I would go out of my way to try and get her as my dentist, just because. <laughs> Which I feel like a lot of people probably do. Oh, they, they must. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out and uh, give a uh, the, give my uh, express my sincerest gratitude to uh, Jared for sending me that. Uh, that's really cool. Thank you. It means a yeah. lot. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get that framed and uh, 
put on the wall after uh, my great move that I have coming up is complete. Mm -hmm. The great move. Yeah. Uh, recently, um, he had shared some uh, photos. Uh, they had gone to a convention. Yeah. Met a few people. Got some souvenirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some photos of uh, him and uh, uh, his best friend uh, with uh, uh, Adam Cole. Another AEW wrestler who is also uh, Britt Baker's partner. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, who is also a dentist? And I was like, oh, <laughs> why there's so many dentists in the AEW? <laughs> not, not, not a dentist, but it, it was so random because like the um, funny enough, the day that I got this print in the mail, I was listening once in a while. I listened to IGN's uh, Xbox podcast, uh, Podcast Unlocked. Mm -hmm. uh, been listening to it for about a decade. It's not a podcast that I like follow like regularly, but it's like it's one of those shows that like if I run out of every other podcast and uh, yeah, in and your desk, week, <laughs> and I need and I need something else to listen to, then I'll then I'll throw on the uh, the IGN Xbox podcast. But randomly, Adam Cole was guest hosting on that episode, which I'm like, that's a you didn't even go looking for that. Yeah. No, I didn't go looking for that at all. I was like, wow, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> Red. Yeah. So uh, Smallville. Smallville was a show that originally uh, premiered in uh, October on October 16th of 2001. Now, with the premise of Small on the uh, former WB network, which ended up becoming the which ended up merging with UPN. Shout out to UPN because we were just talking about U a UPN show last week in Star mm -hmm. Trek Enterprise and the week before in Star Trek Voyager. Uh, WB Network and uh, um, UPN merged into the CW, which is a network that still exists. It's, around. Um, it's true. But Smallville uh, premiered on the, the WB Network, and the gist of it was is it was... And this was actually kind of kind of novel for TV and movies at the time. It was like an origin story uh, uh, about Superman. And the mandate was that he was, it was always going to be about him before he became Superman. Mm -hmm. The, the man, they, uh, I, the mandate of the show early on was no flights, no tights. So we can have Clark Kent like running around Smallville and then later Metropolis at super speed. And, uh, fighting villains and putting on black trench coats and calling himself the blur, but he can't put on tights and call him fly and call himself Superman. Nope. Just can't do it. Now the, now the question is, is it that he can't fly or that he chooses not to, because it's like conspicuous. Uh, he hasn't learned how to fly at this point yet. He actually does in the final season of the show. Or oh. actually, I think he, he, I think he learns how to fly, like kind of, how to fly like midway through the series but he i remember in the series finale he actually flies sweet and he gets the suit it's a good premise although uh comically in that series finale uh you never actually see tom welling who portrays clark kent slash uh superman uh you never actually see him in the suit at any point in the series finale you see the the suit uh sitting on like a bust or on like a mannequin and then you see distant CGI shots of Superman flying around. And then the camera will zoom in to a, like a super like close up shot of Tom Welling's head with just like wearing like a blue like shirt. 
and he'll like eye laser and shit like that and then it will cut away to like a distant cgi shot of like superman flying around it it was so dumb i'm like i'm like after because the show lasted 10 seasons i'm like at really after 10 seasons they couldn't like actually just put tom welling in the fucking superman suit for one episode I feel like I I got a taste of that uh, supreme budget in this sampling episode, my friend. In, in this sampling episode. Uh, Smallville was a show that I actually watched uh, back in the day. Uh, I watched the first few seasons and then I watched the last couple because the last the show got re actually got like really like knee deep into like, you know, Superman villains and whatnot and like. I think the last season, uh, the main threat was had like this ongoing story arc, and the main threat was Darkseid. So okay. I, I I came back for the last couple seasons. Um, I fell off of the show after I think about season four because, uh, as I was just saying to someone recently, the show got um, a little too CW, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Now, I think early on the show actually, and it, this episode uh, it included, the show has like this kind of sweet and wholesome sentimentality to it. That I don't mind. Then that I don't mind. But as the show went on, uh, it eventually got very like soapy melodrama, like all of those CW shows at, and all of those CW shows are to this day. And so I kind of I kind of fell off of it. So I was actually kind of hoping there was going to be the episode that we would land on would be an episode in the period that I didn't watch. Mm. But uh, oh, well, what can you do? We landed on episode 17 Reaper yes. Reaper uh, originally aired on April 23rd, 2002. 20 years ago, my friend. Oh, geez. Just slightly <laughs> over 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, wow. How I discovered Smallville back in the day, actually, was, um, of all things, uh, I was living in a small town on the prairies. Kind of appropriate, you know? As as one does when they have superpowers. Well, I I mean, I just kind of appropriate, because the show is, like, set on a farm. Yeah. Like, he lives on a farm. So, yeah, I was living in a small town on the prairies, a uh, small uh, town called Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Uh, and this would have been probably, this would have been like l late 2002, maybe. But I found it, and I was a big uh, comic book fan, uh, like all throughout my childhood and like into my teen years. And like, I especially really liked Superman. I was more of a Marvel kid, but I really liked mm. Superman, Green Lantern, and Batman. Because who doesn't like Batman? Yeah, who doesn't like Batman? Funny enough, now I'm actually way more into DC heroes. Yeah, yeah. You got marveled out. I got marveled out. Yeah, uh, you got one, marveled out. <laughs> once, uh, you know, after they undid Thanos's uh, snap and Tony Stark was like, I am Iron Man and gave his life. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good. I did it. <laughs> I, I finished Marvel. <laughs> I, 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 I beat Marvel. Yeah. I 100%ed the Marvel. I 100%ed Marvel. Got all the Chivos. <laughs> yeah. We're finally done. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, how I discovered this show was uh, I found a DVD in a five dollar bargain bin at Walmart. <laughs> that uh, and this was this is how long ago it was too. It was back when Warner Brothers was still using those snap uh, those cardboard uh, DVD cases with like the snap on them. They were terrible. 
God, I hate those. The plastic snap that wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like the the actual cover and the back of it would be like cardboard. Was cardboard? Yeah, yeah. Some sort of hybrid DVD case. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who remembers buying DVDs. And it was it was only I think only Warner Brothers DVDs who had cases like these. Um so anyone who remembers uh buying DVDs back in the early two thousands, you know exactly what we're talking about. Those (laughs) and they were so annoying too, because like when you would uh put them on your shelf. With I the knew rest you were going to bring that up. They, they would always stick out because they were, they were uh, longer. Thinner. Oh, they, and they longer. Were, they, they were thinner, but they would stick out farther. So they wouldn't be uh, flush. Deeper. With the, right. Right. Or, yeah. 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 So they wouldn't be flush with the rest of your uh, uh, DVD collection. Yeah, they'd they'd stick be sticking, out a bit. They'd stick out a bit. They're thinner. Was, they stick out more. Come on guys. What are you, yeah. what are you doing? Also, um, they don't stack top down either because the, the one half is, is wider and then yeah. it kind of like tapers into the more thin spine. Yeah. Oh, Fuck man. fucking horrible DVD cases. We're aging I, ourselves, but <laughs> I know, I know because <laughs> Warner brothers only did that for like, maybe like three or four years. I think by like 2000, I, I remember, but cause I remember, okay. So I remember the first matrix movie on DVD came in one of those shitty cases, but then the matrix yeah. seek, <laughs> but then the matrix sequels came in regular DVD cases. I, I have them <laughs> sitting right over there and, and same. I have the first one in this weird, stupid cardboard thing and any other ones in normal cases. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Warner Brothers only use these stupid fucking cases for like a little while too. Uh, but anyway, so I, I got this like uh, random DVD in one of these stupid fucking DVD cases uh, from a bargain bin at Walmart in Swiftcar and Saskatchewan back in like 2002. And it had the first two episodes of, Small- of Smallville on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I reckon like right away, I was intrigued by it because it was like a, it was a picture of Tom Welling, like tied to like a scarecrow with like a Superman S spray yeah. painted onto his chest. I was like, wait, is this Superman? And so I read the back and it's like, oh, you know, like witness the early days of Clark Kent. And I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Five dollars. Right. Let's do it. And uh, I ended up getting into the show that way. Um Brad. I, yeah. that's a that's a good origin story <laughs> no, yeah not not terribly pertinent to anything but like I, I i like to if you listen to uh uh any any podcasts that uh we do for any length of time i i like to share stories about how i discover things yeah uh oh uh, uh we we seem to have lost cal on audio folks with well, the wire and uh, oh Oh, Check. there, there we go. He's back. Yeah, I am. Um, Guess who's back? Unplugged my mic. <laughs> oh, I've never done that before. Usually, I just mute it and then forget. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm that amazed can... that I didn't have to unplug the USB, plug it back in, restart my computer. <laughs> right. Uh, um. Then I'm just over here like vamping for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that that's how it works. We from one to we never do multiple takes you, you just go it's it's like uh that scene from uh wayne's world when wayne just ditches the show and and uh garth is by himself <laughs> i'm having a wonderful time or what does he say uh s- some podcasts I, I listen to will actually just do that if like one of the hosts if one or multiple hosts have to like fuck off for a while like they they won't edit it out like they'll they'll just leave it and then the uh, like the one dude who's left over is kind of just being like 
Um, yeah. So, so what I was saying was, you know, like it's it's really great that like uh, blah blah blah, and uh, you know we we uh, we we really enjoy yeah your listenership, and and I'm like, if you enjoy our listenership so much, just cut the that fucking shit out. Well, that's too much work, man. <laughs> I know, and these I'm are having po- a wonderful time. <laughs> I know, I know. And these are podcasters who are like way bigger than us, who have like way bigger audiences than us, so they can get away with like the like very minimal amount of effort. How dare they? How dare? How they? dare but, they be famous before they start a podcast? Right, bastards. <laughs> but see, I, I I take pride in the uh, in the work that we do, though. So even if we were big, then I I still would. Uh, would still put a lot of effort into the production just show aspect of it in a wife beater fucking mustard stains <laughs> belch on the camera how's it going fuckers <laughs> <laughs> fucking can of bud light in, in hand <laughs> i'm just like half describing me <laughs> right now <laughs> yeehaw yeehaw oh what was I even going to say? If anybody's, what's my experience with, with Smallville? Um, my friend's moms liked it. And whenever I would see it playing, it felt very CW. Um, yeah. That, as I was saying, the show gets like, very oh, cool. CW. Is this about eventually. Superman? And I'd sit down for 10 minutes and be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I watched, but that ain't Superman's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, like I, um, the the show is kind of sweet and sentimental and hopeful in the early seasons, and then it just gets like way too soapy and CW as it goes on. So I I felt I well, this I episode felt wasn't that. soapy and CW. Uh no Damn. not no not to the extent that the show gets. Um yeah this episode this yeah I I had mentioned to Cal off air that uh, I have things to say about this episode. But also don't have a lot to say about this episode. <laughs> but I want to, uh, for for Jared's sake, I want to, I want to, I want to give this a fair shake. The episode opens with this dude. I think his name was Tyler. Uh, goes into a hospital, and uh, his mom there is dying. And his mom is like, "I, I want this you- pain. Please kill me." And like any reasonable son, he's like. You got it, mom. <laughs> so he puts a <laughs> pillow over. Well, and she like does the like very like shitty thing of being like, if you Guilt love me, him. if you'll if you love me, you'll do it. And uh, so he puts the pillow over her face and she's like, yes, dear. Kill mommy now. And when I scream and start kicking and flailing and begging for my life, don't take the pillow off. Don't don't take the pillow off or you'll have to go without supper. That's such a. <laughs> That's such a, a trope, the, the pillow suffocating people. Can you really? Uh, I mean, it's such a trope that I've assumed it must be true, but I mean, it seems like you could just turn your head sideways. I think if the pillow is dense enough and you're strong enough and hold it on them long enough, then yes. But also, doing that in a hospital room, they'll probably do an autopsy on her and be able to tell that she died of suffocation. So... It's kind of, uh, or, you know, in this case, a police officer just walks into the room mid, <laughs> mid kill or post kill post kill. So, uh, uh, James, James Sunderland, this guy is not, no. uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh the rare he, and elusive silent Hill. 
reference the, we're pulling in here, folks. Yeah, spoilers for a 21-year-old game, but James Sunderland killed his wife be in the exact same manner by How suffocating. How dare you spoil? Su by suffocating her uh, with a pillow in on her in a hospital bed. A anyway, so uh, the nurse is like, oh, God, what are you doing? And grabs, like, a, a cop and... Uh, who's he, just outside. Who's just outside. For, uh, as cops. Apparently, this lady was... This old dying decrepit old lady was uh important enough that she needed an armed detail <laughs> not only that um this guy's like here way way after visiting hours yeah it's like midnight yeah um another thing about this whole thing that i was wondering i'm like so i understand like maybe feeling like what like uh I, being in such just pain and agony that you just you're like i i want it to be over mm -hmm. but asking someone else to do it for you especially your child your son one you're 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 asking them to live with the fact that they killed you and also probably gonna send them to jail yeah for it. or in this case die 30 seconds later themselves or in this case, die 30 seconds later. So he gets flung out of a window. I can't remember how and dies. officer comes in and he's like, hey, now. And he shoots him out the window or he falls out the window or he tackles him out the window. Yeah, he, he goes out the Finally, window. Finally, I've been waiting years to handle things the old fashioned way. <laughs> Freeze, kid. <laughs> he's got a gun. <laughs> no, he's he's got a gun. No due process for you, Sonny. Um, and I guess window. he falls out the window, but um, I can read between the lines. There are meteorite fragments. Well, yeah, we, we see he just randomly had a, and this episode doesn't even try to bother to explain it, but he had a, uh, he had a, uh, uh, a bracelet that had a um, kryptonite fragment in it. So a plot point. Did he know this, it was kryptonite? No, I doubt it. Um, but uh, so a, a plot point in this uh, show, especially in the early episodes, was there would usually be a monster of the week who would get their superpowers uh, from crashed meteorites during this big like meteor shower that happened when along with uh, when Clark's ship crashed mm -hmm. in Kansas. It's not it's not a bad setup for a show, really. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I, I pieced it together. Yeah. And um, oh, OK, it makes sense because, you know, all the debris and. And everything from from his home world, yeah, went with him to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, and using that as like a plot device for giving people weird abilities to give people uh, different uh, monster of the week to fight. Yeah. Essentially, it's not a bad setup for a show. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so th this guy just happens to have a bracelet that has one of this meteorite fragment on it, and uh, we we cut to. Uh, uh the the morgue he's keeping yeah he dead yeah he's dead he's very dead uh he the coroner is about to do an autopsy on him the coroner like takes this uh this bracelet off of him and the gem in it just breaks and sticks into the dude's skin it's yeah, like it would have made sense if it had broke when he fell out of the window but i i guess it also i feel like they would have taken this thing off of him already since they've already like stripped him down but it needs to make a point yeah yeah of showing you dear dumb viewer <laughs> so the uh coroner is about to like he gets out a saw and is about to do his like big like y incision or whatever and the guy 
springs back to life and like grabs him and in a very and we see and then this just screams like budget right here there's a, a shot of um behind a a curtain you see and it's just illuminated by silhouettes by light uh and you see the guy the tyler like grab the coroner's arm and he just like turns to uh, falls away to dust i actually kind of like that that use of no budget <laughs> yeah like showing just the silhouette on like a, a room divider i don't know where these room dividers come from but I mean, it, it's better than some of the CGI later in the episode. That's what I mean. I, I kind of prefer, I, I think it would be funnier and more entertaining <laughs> if every single time somebody was disintegrated by this guy, it yeah. was, there was just a room like divider, like a paper room divider with like the silhouette. Of them. Or it's just like a different, like contrived thing in every scene, like the, uh, like a frosted uh, window. Frosted window from like a view from outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That, that sort of thing. Um, I would have liked that. But no, we got top-notch CGI coming instead. We got top-notch CGI coming instead. Uh, so uh, he fucks off, and then uh, we we get to meet Clark Kent and his adoptive mother, Martha, who, gotta say, kind of a MILF. I, I, I was kind of digging it. Um, interestingly enough, I think the actress who played her... Um, actually was in the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movie as Lana Lang. Oh. Yeah. She's Lana... uh, Superman adjacent. She's a Superman uh, 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 veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're delivering like produce to this like uh, Meals on Wheels type thing. And uh, who should happen to be working at this Meals on Wheels thing but our, our buddy uh, Tyler who is we we learn out we we learn very quickly in the episode is basically just rogue from X-Men except he's also dead drain the he drains the life force out of people until they die oh i i wasn't thinking of rogue cuz she steals powers i was just thinking of like oh she steals uh, life force period uh if you have to technically kill them i guess and and that's a uh, a plot point even in some of the movies is that she yeah. has like almost or has killed people by doing that. But this but, guy, he just he just ashes them. Well, he's like he, Thanos, but he's got the Midas touch. Well, he drained he does drain their life force out of them though, and Clark even mentions that later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. It just happens so fast that. Yeah, doesn't uh, seem like they could pull away and really do much about it. So, uh, so yeah, Tyler's working at this Meals on Wheels thing, and uh, uh, him and uh, Martha and Clark go to deliver food to this old lady, and uh, Tyler immediately starts like the wheels start turning, and he is like, "Oh ho, she's old and suffering. I'm going to." Uh, I'm going to. He's really charming. He's really like nice. He's like gives her flowers. Yeah. Actually, you know, he's like watch, watch and learn, Clark. This is how you flirt with old women. (laughs) Actually, you know what else he kind of reminds me of is the Wraith from Stargate Atlantis. Who? Who? I I know it a little bit, but not enough to to make the the comparison. Uh, The Wraith and Stargate Atlantis are basically soul vampires, right? They're cool. They're they're a neat race of villains. Eventually, we're gonna have to cover Stargate on this podcast because I talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming. Uh, so uh, 
uh, later on, like Tyler is like, oh, I can, uh, I, I can uh, relieve your pain. Let right. He that. comes and visits her in the middle of the night. Yeah. Not creepy at all. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I can relieve your pain. Let me relieve your pain. And he like, uh, he, he wraiths her too. Mm-hmm. Or rogues her, if you will. Ashes. He, he, he. Makes them makes her turn into ashes. Um, ash which... to ash, dust to dust, <laughs> fade to black. Fortune, fame, mirror, vain, down insane. Yeah, and then he plays that, <laughs> but which is weird because no one else is there. He just killed them. Yeah, It'd be kind of great if he if he if he. Okay, so I'm just gonna address it. This episode is painfully boring, and the villain is boring. Um. um I want I don't have a problem with the episode structure. And I think the B plot is is better. I I, I was actually gonna bring that up because um I was gonna say we can kind of just blow through most of this because Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 villain of the week stuff is like really boring and dull and actually ends in a way that made me burst out laughing. <laughs> There's a bunch of bullshit involving him. He like kills a bunch of people. He like he's eventually he... found out, and and the gang is like, "Hey, there's um spontaneous human combustion. See, all these people are being found like killed, including a dog, including then, a dog. <laughs> and then we find out he can also do it to produce too later on. But uh, there there's this like um there's this subplot involving this character named Whitney who I got to be perfectly honest. I completely, I forgot this character even existed in this show. Who's he's this again. He, he's this like football jock dude who I think is dating. Right. Lana, who is dating. Right. Lana and Lang. he's emo and they're having like problems or it, it, his dad is sick and he's all like, I don't want to see my dad that way. And Lana like tries to get Clark to uh, go and talk him into going and visiting him. And Tyler is like, Oh, I can fix this pain. I can fix the pain he's in by, I, I can end things for his father. So Tyler gets this weird, like boner for like wanting to kill this dude's dad. <laughs> At least that's entertaining where he's like, Oh, I need to find people who hate life. <laughs> Um, I can't and, touch myself, so it's the only way I can get off. <laughs> we'll get to that very yeah, shortly. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, uh, Clark ends up stopping him, and uh, he gets him to back down eventually because he's like, "Oh, hey, your mom lived." And Tyler is all like, "Oh, ah." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, she's alive, dude. Yeah, she's alive, dude." And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. She was in such like in like insufferable agony and was like terminally ill. I thought like she was in such like pain and was feeling so hopeless that she wanted her son to murder her, but he failed yep. at doing that. And apparently now she is just fine and back at home already. And I'm like, wait, back what? at home? I thought, yeah, yeah. Clark said he's like, oh yeah, she's fine. She's home. She's back in Kansas. And I'm like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> What what was even wrong with her then? <laughs> if she's like well enough that she's not even in hospital anymore. An acute case of crippling depression. But uh, she well, wanted her son to be scarred. Well, she ruined her son's life, so 
Well, she did. So uh, Clark ends up taking him uh, back to see his mother. And he, uh, Tyler is like, oh, she looks so peaceful. And he's like, I, I thought that I came back to... to uh, to to end the pain in others in her honor but i realize it's not her pain it's actually just my pain and then he does the stupidest fucking thing i've ever seen and touch commits suicide by touching himself he, so he, he puts his palms together or did he touch his face or what he put his hands together and i'm and like then he ashes himself he ashes it i'm like by the way beside his sleeping mom beside his sleeping mom and i'm like how is this guy avoided touching himself all this time? Because it's not and a it, thing. Oh, that... Is it only hand to hand? Well, I, it, it would have been thirty seconds in, and I would have been like, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> I would have exactly. And it's not even a thing where it's like, "Oh, he can just choose to do it." We we saw earlier in the episode that he like just he does touched... it by accident. Yeah, he does it by accident. So he doesn't really have any control over this ability, and so. He, he ashes himself by touching himself. That is fucking I, I like that that's the problem that you have, but I have a problem with how corny the acting was. I didn't have a problem with others. I had a problem with myself. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, okay, dude. Any way you slice it, it is that that whole the resolution to that plot is fucking stupid. It's not a lot of effort going on here as far as the... I, like, I, I've seen a lot of episodes of this show. I know this show can be good, but this is just, this is a bad episode. <laughs> the Monster of the Week bit is bad. I actually like the B, uh, the B plot that's going on. Yeah, I, I thought there was a good amount of relationship development, uh, particularly with um, Clark's dad. Yeah, and Lex. Like yeah, he, so they they kind of yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, um, a big wig comes around to get inf- to interview I, the the dad. Well, uh, uh, I think I think what did they say his name was like Dominic. Uh, he works for Lionel Luther, uh, Lex Luther's uh, uh, dad. Character completely uh, created for the show. He's not. Yeah. He's not from the comics, uh, but he's played by uh, uh, John Glover who is uh i will always first and foremost in my head think of as the um as the boss in gremlins 2. yeah yeah that's always like first yeah. and foremost what i think of when i think of john glover is that role I, I guess there has to be one person who thinks about gremlins 2. gremlins 2 actually has quite a cult following oh no it does i just i'm shocked that i couldn't remember anything except the gremlins or that I, you can remember anything except the Gremlins. I own that movie on Blu-ray, good sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is the different types of Gremlins. I can't tell you a single human actor in it. Anyway, so uh, Lionel Luther sends this guy. Uh, like I said, I think his name is Dominic. Um, yeah. He's a bean counter. He's an auditor. Uh, he doesn't. Annoyed. There, there's a uh, some uh, irregularities in the uh, the spending. Mm, in uh, Lex's irregularities in Lex's spending, things that can't be explained, and Lex is like, "Well, I, I blow, I've blown more money than this on like a weekend trip, a skiing trip. Like, what, are, what are you so worried about?" So, uh, this Dom, this auditor guy is like trying to 
like figure out what Lex is doing with all of this money because Lionel really wants to know. And he ends up going and interviewing, uh, talking to uh, Jonathan Kent and being like. Right, because he found out that Lex has been putting money into investigating the accident on the bridge. The accident on the bridge. Because in the first episode, uh, how Clark ends up meeting Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is speeding and accidentally like drives his car off a bridge into a lake and Clark sees this happen and like uh, supermans his way in and saves him. And so and even Le- though he was like half drowning, he's always been super sus about. Yeah. How anybody could have saved, saved him. Lex Luthor is the strongest character in this show overall. And uh, Michael <laughs> Ro- as play and Michael Rosenbaum's acting is like always like top notch in this series. I think he I think he ended up uh, figuring out that he he was kind of better than the show overall because he ended up leaving the show eventually. Good um, for him. <laughs> good for him. But yeah, you were saying Jonathan. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Jonathan gets like really angry about when he finds out about this. Jonathan gets really angry. Uh, meanwhile, Jonathan has been planning a camping trip with uh, Clark. It's this like like regular not camping trip trip. fishing trip uh this uh regular fishing trip that they go on and uh uh, clark reveals to to lex that he actually doesn't uh he doesn't even like fishing he like he he liked doing this when he was a kid but he doesn't like fishing anymore and lex is like well you know how about like uh i got two like extra box tickets to like a metropolis like football game yeah and clark's like hell yeah Let's do that. And I'm like, hell yeah, I would much rather do that than go fishing. I'd rather do both on different days. <laughs> but uh, hey. I, I, I'm not a not a not a fan of uh fishing myself. So what about camping? Camping I enjoy. Camping I enjoy, but um I can only do it like once a year. And actually I haven't even gone camping because, well, you know. The, the world being the way it's the world <laughs> I haven't ending. yeah I, I I haven't gone camping since 2019 um neither have I I kind of really really miss it I used to go all the time big fan of archery big fan of fishing an archery contest <laughs> an archery contest um I hate going to archery ranges like driving like way out of town yeah a whole bunch of like midlife crisis like dudes like gatekeeping their own sport it's basically a shooting range but with like bows uh, yeah i believe it as firearms in canada which means you can't just go into a park <laughs> and start shooting arrows yeah i believe you talked about this on a another uh podcast that we did something recently. we do something something i can't remember what but i i, I remember You're having this conversation. Afraid, afraid i'm gonna go all like green arrow on people or someone Green Arrow, who eventually ended up becoming a, a char- recurring character on this show in the later seasons. Mm. Um, actually, when the show, uh, the CW uh, show Arrow ended up premiering, it premiered like right after Smallville ended. Yeah. I thought that it was a spinoff of Smallville. And uh, I didn't, I avoided watching the show because I couldn't stand the guy who played Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, ah. in Smallville. Um and then I found out like a few years later that it was actually like had nothing to do with Smallville. Uh, it just happened to be about Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, and he was played by Stephen Amell, who was actually kind of a badass. And I'm like, oh, 
okay, this I can get behind. Uh, still a couldn't lot of get promo, show, but a lot of promo promotion for the uh, him like doing acrobatics shirtless, and I'm like, hey, you got to get all those moms who just stopped <laughs> watching Smallville to come and watch Green Arrow. Yeah, or the Arrow. Um, yeah, yeah. The the frosted tips are gone, baby. Now it's uh, <laughs> buff shirtless dude <laughs> that shoots a bow and fights the crime. Anyway, so uh, uh, Clark uh, goes to uh, to Jonathan and is like uh hey how would you instead of going fishing how would you like to go to a football game and jonathan is like wait was lex luther behind this was and that he's like, son of a bitch behind this yeah and he's like uh well uh well yeah, yeah. but <laughs> and he's like i don't like that lex luther damn it so he's uh, sus he's a little sus and i'm going fishing and you so do they, what you want and uh and they have a little very minor familial they, dispute yeah they, they they have a minor spat where it's like um where clark is like i don't even like going fishing anyway like and then his dad a little abusive actually he's all like oh well i just like spending time with my son i i i was half expecting him to be like you're not even my real dad anyway <laughs> right <laughs> which it would actually be appropriate in this uh in this situation but whatever yeah, and, and he's like i can't remember what it is but uh the dad like guilt trips him a little bit and it's all like oh well i just wanted to spend some time with you blah 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 like think about that it wasn't yeah. anything big or whatever but i left being like uh you shouldn't guilt trip your kids yeah like uh, man kids go through like hormones they're gonna say they hate you they're gonna yeah you shouldn't guilt trip your kids into smothering you with a pillow you know that especially this is about guilt tripping kids this episode in different ways yeah Uh, unless you're um lex's dad fuck that guy (laughs) yeah so uh there there's this uh kind of amusing little uh scene where uh lex is talking to the the auditor guy and is talking about how like uh like the the only books he ever received from his father were like will to power and i'm just like <laughs> wow your dad's giving you nietzsche i mean i would have just how I, are I you trying settled... to make your son like a super villain <laughs> <laughs> right it's like uh, i mean i i it's like uh thanks dad you know i i i just asked for uh, a batman comic but this is this is okay too thanks yeah and throughout the <laughs> throughout the episode the way he talks about his dad is like oh he's only interested in like looking into this money because now i'm a threat with my own business yeah yeah and he he lets uh he he spills the beans to uh dominic that he knows what he's up to and or that uh lex himself is being yeah looked into yeah that that the whole point of this audit wasn't really like because uh Lionel Luther cares about where the money go like what he does with the money he's like uh, uh trying to undermine him essentially because he wants to uh he he sees him as competition essentially and so Lex uh, ends up drugging the bean counter and uh he goes for a meeting with uh lionel like at a like uh scrap at a construction site and uh are they they mob bosses (laughs) right (laughs) lionel even comments about that he's like he's like you sure picked a hell of a place for a meeting and we find out why yeah 
Yeah, he he's got the bean counter in the trunk of his car, and basically they they have a bit of a back and forth, and he's like, and Lex is like, uh, next time you want to know where the money is going, just ask. And Dad, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, before he leaves, he's like, "Hey, Lex, I'm proud of you." <laughs> no, uh, uh, what does he say? He's like, "Good job," or or something because of um, him figuring out this guy was working for his dad and then like drugging him and but like i like how we yada yada the best part lex poisoning people tying them up kidnapping them and uh, what's it called unlawful restraint like yeah you just broke at least like three four five fucking laws dude well and we yada yada over it because the the show kind of glosses that's over that's what it i mean too. I, sorry, I meant the, the show yada yada's over and he just opens the trunk and he's like, ha take this, dad. What if he was just fucking dead? And you could tell the way uh, the, the actor Lionel uh, for Lionel was playing it was um, half expecting just to see him dead. Yeah. But, but no, and being just, like, and just looking over and being like, I'm impressed. I'm I impressed. didn't think you had it in you. I was expecting him to be dead. But the, the point is, we're supposed to see that Lex and his relationship with Clark does is healthy, and yeah. that Lex can be a good person. So I actually like that all of this stuff in the episode. Yeah, and Lex even uh, ends up telling Clark that he um, it, that uh, he is extremely envious of the relationship that he has with his father. He's and- oddly vulnerable with him, and I'm like. Okay, you're. Re- I, I mean, Clark whoever did... wrote the Reaper stuff, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it must be a different team than whoever wrote the, the dialogue for their relationship. Because, well, I mean, uh, Clark did save his life, so, and they kind of slowly become friends throughout the the. I, I dig. Race. I actually dig that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the. Yeah, what's uh, left Whit- to really talk about here? Uh, the ending. Uh, Whitney, the um, the the football jock again. Oh, right, a char- right. A gar- character I completely forgot. Like, I as I mentioned earlier, I used to watch this show. Completely <laughs> forgot that character existed. He was just gone from my memory. I remember I was uh I was watching the the episode with someone with someone earlier, and over the um, opening credits when it saw showed the actor, I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, legit i was like who the fuck is that (laughs) if i had to guess um maybe that guy was one of clark's bullies at the beginning of the he must have been a character he must have been a character that exited the series rather quickly Mm. probably after like a season or two i just just legit don't remember him uh anyway so uh he has they the Metrop- I, I think the Metropolis football team is like doing practice with the the high school team because Lex pulled some strings and like the right. Whitney and his like football jock dad, uh, his dad is like recovering. He's like in a wheelchair, but he's recovering. He's on the field watching. And uh, I actually like the yeah, I like the scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 Jonathan even says to to Lex, he's like, uh uh, how did you do that? And he's like, well, you know, it, it pays to like have friends in high places who own the team, you know? And he's like, that's a really nice thing you did. And 
uh, Lex is like, uh, well, it's because I, I think uh, I think also Lex like paid for his medical bills and everything, too. There were. Yeah, he's. He does good, good stuff. And uh, uh, Lex uh, tells Jonathan, he's like, so the, the thing with uh, looking into you and your family, I just want you to know that I, I put an end to all of that. And he's like, oh, well, why did you do it to begin with? And he's like, well, what what happened at the bridge just seemed like a miracle. And like, have you ever just wondered? Have you ever wanted to know why a miracle happened? I and need, jo- Jonathan's like, know. yeah. And Jonathan's like, no, sometimes it's best to just let let miracles, let miracles be miracles. Let them just let it just be. And I hope oh, that that little exchange in dialogue, those two lines, like, haven't you ever like needed to know like why something happens, why a miracle happened? Yeah. And Jonathan replying, no, I I don't I'm need just, to know. I'm just a simple farmer, man. <laughs> I'm just a simple farmer who accepts miracles when they're given to him. Yeah. <laughs> is basically I, I really liked says. I really liked uh that exchange. Um, that's just kind of good. I don't know. I think that's good life advice. And uh, there, there's a little bit of dialogue between Clark and Jonathan where, uh, to, to uh, like heavily paraphrase what's going, we, we basically find out that they are planning on going on this fishing trip. Exactly. This is not happening on the same day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, and, well, you and- don't have to go, son. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I might not think fishing is great, but I mean, I still like hanging out with my dad yeah and jonathan mentions he's like clark it was never about the fishing it was it was just about spending time together i that's that's corny there's cheese and but you know what like i'm i'm actually here for the the wholesome stuff i i i love that man (laughs) See, see that's what i mean like this is at a point when smallville was still for the most part still like kind of sweet and sentimental and it has this like hopeful sentimentality to it it's, then as the show, and again, as I've mentioned a couple of times now, I fell off because the show just uh, very, eventually just got very like CW, like soapy, like teen melodrama. See, I thought this was soapy teen melodrama, but in a digestible amount. So you saying that it gets worse is hard for me to even fathom. <laughs> Maybe it's good we didn't land on one of those like middle epi- season episodes that I, I missed out on. This whole episode could have just been about like Lex, Clark, Jonathan, and it might yeah. have, <laughs> it might have been better. Yeah, th- this episode didn't need the uh, the the monster of the week, and uh, if it, he wasn't it, so like woefully boring, <laughs> I, I would be for it. You know, play uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper" in the background, right? Make him more edgy, like when he comes like, back hat. from the spend like half the episode's budget on getting don't fear the reaper for the episode <laughs> half the episode's budget like the season's budget Come on. <laughs> uh, but like have him be like the crow like make him like turn him into a goth or like give him a trench coat and make it raining and he's just staring at the old folks home <laughs> in the rain and he's like i'm here to end your suffering like make go up on the edginess like just put make that go to the max but instead you just kind of get like a boring dude who likes flirting with old ladies but also killing them 
Yeah, put him in a trench coat and like have him in like dark makeup, make his hair yeah. like, longer mysteriously for mysteriously some reason. Mysteriously longer. It's raining like, all the time. It's raining all the time. Have like Stigmata by Ministry playing. <laughs> Probably would have been cheaper to get the rights to play. Uh, undoubtedly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Where's that episode? Or have like Orgy's cover of Blue Monday. You know what? I as, was actually as, thinking as about he, that. <laughs> as he goes to like touch someone, it's like, how does it feel? How should I feel to treat me like you do? I actually, not gonna lie, I actually really like that version. I ironically like that song. Yeah, yeah. I like Orgy's late 90s, like industrial ish cover of. Of Blue Monday. And um that you know what? That's how I'll remember the episode. All right. A character like the crow <laughs> coming in, flirting with and killing old women. <laughs> uh so well, we we just watched a uh uh you just caught a random episode of Smallville, Cal. Yeah, would you would you tune in next week? I'm sorry, my dude. <laughs> All right. I oh I if it was a better episode, which I'm assuming there are, maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah. If I just caught this, I. It's like it's like you with Voyager, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's fair. It, it happens, and if I just caught this one, if there's nothing else, and like my roommate or partner was like, "Hey, want to watch the next one?" Yeah, but uh, I'm definitely not going to try to try to purposefully watch it. So, and that hurts me because I really like Jared. <laughs> Yes, uh, we we don't mean uh, uh, no no offense to to Jared uh, on this, but uh, I also um, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I I really like the stuff with Lex and Clark and Jonathan. I I I, I like everything but the monster of the week plot. That's the thing. If it was just all show, that fa- familial like drama, I'd actually kind of <laughs> like it more. So what I'm gonna say is. I wouldn't go out of my way to tune in next week, but if I caught another episode randomly, I would give it another shot. This is the I, I'm you're not adding... closing the book on it. Yeah, okay, exactly. That... I'm I'm adding. Uh, I'm I'd adding. Give like... it another shot. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but if it if I happen to randomly catch another episode, I wouldn't tune. I wouldn't change the channel. Exactly, a, a good show to watch during dinner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That has been uh, episode 32 of the Lasercomb Podcast. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get bonus preamble audio of us kind of just talking about whatever, you know, before we start recording yeah. the shows proper. You also get a commentary track at that tier and more. At the $10 tier, you get our uh, news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. And I mentioned this is Patreon Month 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, at the $10 tier, you uh, get to, much like Jared, you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on. That's so if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook facebook.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b or you can follow me on twitter at lasercomb cal you are at and i'm on the twitter too at neocal n-e-o underscore k-a-l all right uh 
we will be back next week with our patron cone killer can uh our patron and longtime listener uh cone killer confusor his pick his pick. i don't know this by the way i'm just learning this now all right late Lay it on me. <laughs> His pick is interesting because uh, what he went with was the 2011 reboot of Thundercats. Now, this is especially interesting because I've never seen this reboot, nor have I seen the original Thundercats cartoon. So I am truly going into this completely fresh. Mm. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to figure out what episode of the 2011 Thundercats we are watching. So I'm hitting screen share. I'm much fam- more familiar with the original. Uh, it has 26 episodes. Looks like it lasted one season. So one random number between uh, 1 and 26. And here we go. Somebody and save here. me. <laughs> I do like the intro. Six. Six. Lucky number six. Journey to the Tower of Omens. That's an interesting name for a, an episode of television. Wow, no kidding. Journey to the Tower of Omens? All right. Well, I uh, like that there's a character named Lion O. I think Lion O is the main dude, is like the leader of the Thundercats. All right. Lion O Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a good uh, uh, way to go out on. Uh, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm your other host, Neo Cal. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Take a trip to another dimension.